Just the fact that anyone can launch a podcast. It's that level playing field that we don't have anywhere else. If you want to launch a newspaper, that's hugely expensive, hugely complicated. With a podcast, you can be there, you can be in all of these wonderful platforms, you can be in Apple Podcasts, you can be in Pocket Casts, you can be in a whole range of other ones, and all you need is just to talk to a podcast host and away you go. And I think that's what's so exciting, that actually anyone can be there, from the biggest content companies to just one person doing this as a, as a passion project of their, of their own, and I think that's really exciting. Welcome to episode 165 of Be The Drop, a weekly interview podcast sharing stories from people who inspire and motivate others to help you learn how to tell your story. I'm Amelia Ville, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. Podcasting is the storytelling revolution that empowers the everyday person with the opportunity to create and share their own audio content. We all have something to say, but the challenge is to create good content that gets attention in today's media climate. As a podcast producer, Pod News is my number one resource to help navigate the world of podcasting. James Cridlin, the editor of Pod News, is a radio futurologist and podcast industry expert, giving commentary and influencing the trajectory of podcasting to keep it in the hands of the people. In publishing his daily news source and podcast resource, James has helped thousands of podcasters find their way in an ever-changing industry. In today's episode of Be The Drop, James explains the importance of publicly operated media and how to improve the content and popularity of your podcast. Backed by useful statistics and insights, James lends his expertise to answer burning questions of creators and provide useful tips to help share their passions effectively. Recorded live with audience participation at the Podcast Trends presentation in Adelaide, this is James's version of Be The Drop. If you're looking to keep up to date with the latest podcasting trends, I wholeheartedly recommend subscribing to Pod News. Links included in the show notes or head to podnews.net in your web browser. Hi! I'm glad that you all sat towards the front. I mean, we did actually tell people that. <laughs> but so even other people. So... My name's Amelia Veal. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome you all here and also James, who I'll introduce in a minute. Now, to get us started, you have your item of significance, and that's something that explains a little bit of personal about them, gives us a start, you know, gets us into the conversation of who they are and what they do without them having to recite their CV. James, can you please explain your item of significance? I can explain my item of significance, which is a Frosties packet. But this is no ordinary Frosties packet. This is a Frosties packet that is actually a radio. And when I was uh, six, I think, um, you had to save up the tokens on the back of the Frosties packet uh, in order to get a free radio. And I got the radio and I was just astonished. All of a sudden there were all of these different uh, voices, there was this different music. Um, it was a real opening into a world that I didn't know existed. And at the end of the first day I actually felt really sad because I suddenly thought, 
I've probably used up all of the music in this radio and I'm going to have to go out and get another radio because I, did, I thought that there was just a tape in there just going round and round and round. I didn't understand that it was actually broadcasting from other places. I just thought it was a little, a little tape and I thought I've used it too much. Um, but uh, a wonderful thing and that sort of really opened my ears to what you can do with audio, what you can do with radio. Um, and of course these days what you can do with podcasting. And I find it interesting that my daughter, who is now six, um, she doesn't have a Frosty's Packet radio, she has a hand-me-down iPod, and one of the apps on there is the Apple Podcasts app. And uh, she's listening to a podcast called uh, the David Walliams Marvelous Musical Podcast, which is very good and uh, great for kids talking about classical music and she listens to it again and again and again <laughs> and she loves it and so you know hopefully I'm getting her excited about audio as well. I think that is a perfect story for setting the scene about podcasts because I was I was going to ask you know what is it about podcasts so much that inspires you but you you did mention in your presentation the intimacy of, of podcasts. Yes yes you know intimacy is important but I think also it's just the fact that that anyone can launch a podcast. It's that level playing field that we don't have anywhere else. If you want to launch a newspaper, that's hugely expensive, hugely complicated. If you want to, to um, make a website, well, you can make a website, but nobody will see it unless you promote it, unless you can actually get the word out there. If you want to be on the radio, well, you've got to convince you know, um, somebody in, in Melbourne or in Sydney to put you on the radio and all of that kind of stuff. With a podcast, you can be there, you can be in all of these wonderful platforms, you can be in Apple Podcasts, you can be in Pocket Cast, you can be in a whole range of other ones, and all you need is just to talk to a podcast host and away you go. And I think that's what's so exciting, that actually anyone can be there, from the biggest content companies to just one person doing this as a, as a passion project of their, of their own. And I think that's really exciting. Mm, it is very exciting. But for those people, those, those one person in their room that want to start a podcast, what are some of those key things that you think, what should they be aware of? Um, what makes a great podcast is consistency doing, um, being known for something. If you go into a McDonald's, you know what you're going to get. It might not be very good, but you know what you're going to get every single McDonald's you go into. Um, and your podcast should be like that. It should be a, a very consistent listen. It should also be something that uh, respects your audience's time as well. Um, so ideally isn't full of fluff and waffle. Quite a lot of people ask me, how long should your podcast be? <laughs> you know, and you can go through lots of detail and you can go through the average commute, which in Australia is about 30 minutes. So you can say, well, maybe it's less than 30 minutes. Or you can have a look at um, what podcasts are working well in the charts and what podcasts aren't working well in the charts and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but actually, you know, my answer is a podcast should be as long as it needs to be, but not a second longer. So actually polishing, cutting out the nonsense, making sure that you have a really good quality post-produced piece of audio is really important. And I think that's something that a lot of podcasters kind of get wrong when they first when they first uh, starting and they just assume that their audience is going to stick with them even if what they're giving isn't particularly valuable. And I think just editing down is a really important thing. 
you know, I mean, I used to be on the radio a long, long time ago, and when I was on the radio, you had to fill four hours. And, um, you know, you had a slot to fill, and that was your slot. That's very different when it comes to podcasting. And really, a great podcast can be 12 minutes. A great podcast can be three. And there's so many different types of podcasts. Is there any sort of style of podcasting that you're aware of that, you know, is easier or more popular to sort of start with? It depends on your ability to edit and to scriptwrite and stuff like that. Many people do podcasts uh, as interviews. Interviews are relatively easy, although being a great interviewer is really hard. But interviews are relatively easy to record. It's easy to edit those. It's easy to produce something like that. And finding the time to do that is quite, um, is, is quite easy in comparison to, for example, doing some audio fiction and you know getting lots of sound effects and actors in a room and all that kind of uh, stuff. So if you are thinking of launching a new, a new podcast, which is an interview podcast, there are lots of people that have very, you know, very tight interests and actually making sure that those people are well catered for you know, is, is, is really interesting. There's somebody that has just started doing a podcast about media sales. Now, you know, the media sales world is not a large world, but uh, to my knowledge, there haven't been any podcasts about that. And you can clearly see that that will be something that really super serves that particular uh, audience. Mm. So is there any questions at this point? I've got a few more, but is there any questions are you burning in the audience that you've got that you'd like to ask? Great. I love it. Hi, James. Thanks. Mm. It's been very interesting. Um, are there any stats around loyalty to podcasts? Um, like are people, once they tune in, do they stick? Do they move on? Do they come back? You know, how, how do we grow loyalty? Yeah, growing loyalty is an interesting one. Uh, in terms of statistics, uh, that's quite hard because the only people that have those stats, up until recently at least, have been the podcast apps. That said, I linked to uh, quite recently a um, piece of data from a podcast host called Simplecast. And what they're doing is they're spotting uh, people coming back and listening to more than one episode. And they are actually calling it a stickiness score. So all of a sudden you can begin to have, with that particular podcast host, you can begin to see that people are sticking with your podcast and listening to more and more episodes of that. And also actually seeing why that might be the case. I, for example, subscribe to the New York Times daily, but I probably listen to one out of every 10 episodes because I only listen to the stories that I'm interested in. And so quite a lot of this can come down to just as simple as What's the title of that particular show? Is that enough to get somebody to go, oh, I might have a listen to that one? <laughs> Good, Stacey. James, hello, and welcome to Adelaide. It's wonderful to have you here. And uh, I come from a radio background, so creating content comes fairly naturally to me. But creating content for radio, as you would know, is quite different to creating content for yeah. podcasts. Uh, I'm now focusing on the uh, business world and I'm just wondering in your experience, do you have some data or some insights into this crowded interview podcast market that you referred to earlier mm. as to how to make interview podcasts pop? Valerie Geller, who is a very good radio and indeed podcast 
consultant, she has a mantra and part of her mantra is tell the truth, make it matter, never be boring. If every podcaster out there was to follow that mantra, then all of a sudden we'd have some amazing podcasts. Um, I think there are actually, there, there are a lot of different interesting things that you can do to change an interview podcast from just being two people having a chat to just a little uh, a little gimmick in there, a little trick in there to make it a little bit different. So there's a podcast that I listen to called My Mate Bought a Toaster. And how that works is essentially it's an interview podcast and it's finding out about somebody, but it's finding out about somebody by reading their Amazon purchase history. So you get a big star, you sit them down, they have shared their Amazon purchase history with you, and you can start and go, so what happened in 2015? Uh, why all of a sudden were you buying kids' clothes? You know, l l little <coughs> tricks like that that make it less standard and a bit more interesting is probably a good plan. Was there any more questions from the audience? Well, they've gone, oh no, we've, oh, 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 they come. Hi, thank you for speaking to us today. Um, you spoke earlier about um, people finding podcasts in Google search results. So have you got any advice for SEO for podcasters? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, SEO, Google uh, SEO, the, the, the thing that always works is make great content um, and make sure that you do it nicely on the internet. So, you know, don't just make a great podcast, but write up your show notes. Um, you know, call it something good. Don't call it, you know, my, my great podcast, episode 45, um, but actually call it what's in the podcast and, you know, go through a couple of the things that people are talking about in the podcast. It's what um, Apple's already telling you to do and that will obviously help Google uh, find you. So it's doing that kind of stuff. The other thing that I would recommend is have your own website. Don't rely on your Libsyn page or your page on uh, Omni Studio or your page on Wooshka or whatever it, wherever it happens to be because then you are, at the, you are at, m at the mercy of everybody else on that platform and if three quarters of the people on that platform are producing crap then you will also be seen as producing crap by Google. So having your own your own website, your own .com is a really important thing and it is even more important now that, now that Google is um, surfacing podcasts in search. Fantastic. All right, last question up the back here and then I'll come and wrap up. Uh, so, quick question. What are you, who are you seeing as the standout podcast host platforms these days? Uh, well, firstly, I am on the advisory board of Captivate. Captivate are very good. I'm not just saying that because I'm on the advisory board, um, but it's worthwhile knowing that I'm on the advisory board. Uh, Omni Studio uh, is a great uh, host. Um, uh, it's mainly for enterprise podcasters, but if you talk to, to them nicely, it's good for personal stuff as well. Uh, let me answer that by saying who the bad ones are. The bad ones are either uh, hosts which aren't actually podcast hosts, so SoundCloud is a really obvious example here. They're not podcast hosts, they haven't updated their categories to the new Apple categories, they don't give you stats which make any sense whatsoever. 
So, you know, friends don't let friends host on SoundCloud uh, is the first thing. And also, um, personally, I would steer away from the big podcast hosts. The big podcast hosts who have been there ever since uh, podcasting appeared are great and they do a great job, but they, um, most of them haven't updated their user experience um, since 2005 and most of them are far too complicated than they need to be. So I had an issue yesterday where a friend of mine was wanting to get a, a podcast up and he produced the artwork, he produced you know, a few things, he um, put it onto his podcast host, his podcast host accepted the image and accepted everything else and then he couldn't submit it to Apple Podcasts and it turned out that the image was the wrong size. Now it, it's really easy to resize an image and that podcast host should have resized the image and said, hey, your image was too small, I've resized it. That's a really simple example of what a good podcast host ought to be uh, doing, and the heritage podcast hosts aren't doing that. And some of the new ones, everybody from Simplecast to Pippa um, to Captivate, um, uh, you know, all of the good ones are doing that sort of job, you know, really well. So um, don't go with the biggest, go with the ones that actually really want your business. All right. Well, James, thank you so much for joining yeah, us uh, and for coming along and, and sharing your knowledge. Now, to conclude the Be The Drop episode, though, I do need to ask you for James's Be The Drop tip. So Be The Drop is based on my favourite saying, which is a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from there. Yes, it's a bit of an obscure, obscure name and uh, it's good to be wiser four years later, but there you go. <laughs> um, so great, you're Great for SEO. <laughs> yes, if people are looking for a wine podcast. <laughs> so your be the drop tip, which is, you know, how to communicate to motivate and inspire, what would James's tip be? Nothing like putting you on the spot in front of an audience, <laughs> but what would you think it would be, James? Uh, I think I would say two things. I would say, firstly, don't wait until you get something perfect. Just go get going. Uh, sometimes you make mistakes and that's cool, but um, you will never communicate a great, uh, a great thing if you don't communicate it. So uh, get going is the first thing I'd say and get going and never forget who your customers are or who the people who you want to communicate are. I used to write radio ads a long, long time ago. One of the things that you were always reminded uh, about was what you thought of the product was completely immaterial. It's actually what the customer, what the, what, what the potential customer wants out of that product. What are you trying to, what problem are you trying to solve? What do they want to hear? Um, how can this product give value to them or this story or, or this service that you're offering? Um, and frame it from the customer's mind, not from your own, and you can't fail. 100% could not agree more with both of those. So thank you so much, James. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world.
To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that.